This is the fourth conference, and this is the conference on the mercy of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Looks like this is going to be a short conference. There's, or, there's only four pages, or somebody has removed about six pages. No, there's only four pages here. Uh, it appears as though we will try to have benediction tonight. Uh, the rule is with candles, you have to have 12 candles in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So I presume that when we start benediction, we'll, we will not light the high mass candles and save those. We'll light the candelabras and two low mass candles, and then I'll get up sometime in the night and try to switch out the low mass candles or the candelabras for six other candles I think we have back here. So I think we can do it and be fair to the Blessed Sacrament with the candles. I do thank you for your generosity. I could notice, but some people are here for two and three hours. That's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I thank you for that. And our Lord will certainly bless you for that as well. Anyone still wishes to... Well, they got it. Somebody filled it out. Okay. So we have two men for every hour. Oh, there's one hour at 2 a.m. that only has one person. No, it's got two. I'm sorry. <coughs> that looks good. Thank you. <coughs> uh, in the airports, there's a sign. If you see something, say something. If you see anything gone wrong here, please let me know. Uh, one of the gentlemen pointed out that one of the fountains out in the field is leaking. Uh, we certainly want to correct that or at least stop it from leaking. Uh, there's an awful lot of things that can go wrong here. There's an awful lot that's been done underground work and things. So if you see something or something's not working properly with you, let us know and I'll try to take care of it. <coughs> I'm sorry. St. <coughs> Bernard once again speaking on Our Lady's mercy. He says that Mary is the land overflowing with milk and honey. Of course, that meant so much to the Jews who were seeking their freedom away from the Egyptians. St. Leo observes that the Blessed Virgin Mary has so merciful a heart that she not only deserves to be called merciful, but mercy herself. Of course, that is an attribute of God. All miserable mankind has been committed to her charge in dispensing mercy. She has a tender care to all, and her compassion is so great that it seems that she has no other desire than relieving the needy of their misery. When St. Bonaventure looked at Mary, he seems no longer to see the justice of God but only the divine mercy of which Mary is full. Our Lady, when I behold thee, this is St. Bonaventure speaking, O Lady, when I behold thee, I can only discern mercy, for thou wast made the mother of God for the wretched, and then thou wast entrusted with their charge. Thou art all solicitous for them, thou art walled in with mercy, and they only wish is to show it. That's how St. Bonaventure sees the Blessed Virgin Mary.
The compassion of Mary is so great towards the sinner that her loving heart can never remain a moment without bringing forth or showing her its tenderness. She is the source. She is the font of compassion from which all compassion flows. The olive is a symbol of mercy. From the olive is extracted oil, which soothes and heals. And so from the hands of Mary flows compassion, grace, and mercy. Must be an awful lot of oil in the olive tree to make those olives so fertile with oil, such that they are crushed and give off their oil. As the, as the olive tree is rich in oil, so is the Blessed Virgin Mary rich in mercy. The Blessed Virgin, as we all profess, is full of grace, and so full that the whole world may draw from Mary. Mary is an inexhaustible vessel from which the oil of mercy replenishes all lamps. The Blessed Virgin Mary stands on a plain all alone. She stands all alone that everyone else may see her, that everyone who seeks her may find her. And St. Antoninus says that all, meaning the just and the sinners, can go to and gather fruit that is exposed in the midst of the plain, speaking the fruit of Mary. St. Antoninus asks, how many sentences of condemnation has not the Blessed Virgin revoked by her compassionate prayers in favor of sinners who have recourse to her? How many sentences has she revoked by her prayers? She is called a refuge of sinners. Mary is a safe refuge. Thomas Akempis, who wrote The Imitation of Christ, it was in the process of canonizing Thomas Akempis when they dug up his grave and they realized that they had buried him alive. There were scratch marks inside of his casket. And so that stopped the process of canonization. I think he's a saint, without question. That beautiful book, The Imitation of Christ. St. Uh, Thomas Akempis says, In the heart of, the, of Mary, the poor find a home, the infirm find a remedy, the afflicted find relief, the doubtful counsel, and the abandoned are helped, are succored. Okay. How wretched we would be had we not this mother of mercy, always attentive and solicitous, solicitous to relieve our wants. And you can only imagine how empty is the life of a non-Catholic. We do have the true faith. I don't apologize for it. I acknowledge it. I am grateful for it. Those who do not, who know not Mary, how sad their lives must be. St. John Damascene says that wherever this Blessed Virgin is not, the sick man groans. And this truth is borne out, my dear friends, by the words of our Lord to St. Bridget. Our Lord said, unless the prayers of Mary be had, there can be no hope of mercy. Unless there are the prayers of Mary... There is no mercy. 
There's no hope of mercy. Some may fear that the Blessed Virgin Mary does not know or feel our misery and our need. St. Antoninus again assures us that there is not one amongst us, not one amongst all the saints, who can ever feel for us in our miseries, both corporal and spiritual, like this woman. None can feel like this woman, the Most Blessed Virgin Mary. So much so that here, where she sees misery, she cannot do otherwise but instantly fly to and relieve that misery with her tender compassion. Mary dispenses mercy with a generous hand wherever she sees necessity. And Cardinal Hugo explains that Mary will never cease until the end of the world to relieve the miseries of man and to pray for sinners that they may be delivered from the eternal misery which they deserve and be saved. The Emperor Titus, I did not know this about Titus. I find it hard to believe, but I believe it because it was in a source that I trust with an imprimatur. The Emperor Titus was so desirous of rendering service to those who appealed to him that when a day passed without being able to grant a favor, he used to say with sorrow, I have lost a day, for I have spent it without benefiting anyone. That's a good saying. It's a very good saying. I have lost a day, for I have spent it without benefiting anyone. It is our duty to help others. Priest and lay person alike. It's our duty to help others. And when we do not do something good, when we do not help others, we should feel that we've lost a day. It's a very good saying. I don't know what Titus's motives were, but I know another empress. Her name was Mary, the Blessed Virgin. But should such a thing happen to our Empress Mary as to have passed the day without gaining a grace, she would speak as Titus did. But she would do so from a true desire to serve us because she's full of charity. She's not seeking, as Titus may have been, self-fulfillment. She is motivated by a true sense of charity. She is much more anxious to grant to us graces than we are to receive them. Whenever we go to Mary, we always find her hands full of mercy and Mary full of liberality. In the true sense of the term, and I think you all know it, she's a very liberal person. I'm not talking about the liberals of today. The liberals of today are very generous with your money, not their own. Okay? She's very generous with everything that she has of herself to give. And that's what liberality is. One of you has Liberalism is a Sin. It's a very good book by Salvani. Uh, that's a different type of liberalism. This is liberalism in the truest of sense. Rebecca in the Old Testament was a figure of the Blessed Virgin Mary. When asked by Abraham's servant for a little water to drink, she replied, I will draw water for, that, for thy camels also, till they all drink. St. Bernard says that Mary is far more liberal than Rebecca, far more generous. 
Mary is not satisfied in bestowing treasures upon the just, but only after she has enriched the sinner, symbolized by the camels that Rebecca gives drink to. The generosity of the Blessed Virgin Mary is such that she always gives us more than we ask. That's nice to know. We don't know how to ask. The Blessed Virgin will obtain far greater graces from God than we can presume to seek of ourselves. When the Samaritans refused to receive our Lord Jesus Christ and his doctrines, the sons of thunder, you remember James and John, asked him whether they should command fire to fall from heaven and to devour these Samaritans. And our Lord said, You know not of what spirit you are. Our Lord came down from heaven to save, not to chastise. And you wish to see them lost, our Lord said to James and John. Anger is not always a sign of a courageous person. Mary's spirit is that of our Lord's. She never would ask that fire be brought down from heaven. She would want the conversion of the sinner. Sometimes it is just to bring fire down from heaven. Sodom and Gomorrah. Our Lord destroyed those, the inhabitants of those two cities because of that sin, which is a sin today. It doesn't change. We can never doubt that the Blessed Virgin Mary is all inclined to mercy. For she said to St. Bridget, I am called the Mother of Mercy, and it was by God's own mercy that I was made compassionate and tender towards all. It was because of her greatness that St. John saw the Blessed Virgin clothed in the sun. Remember, St. John was the last of the apostles to die. He was the youngest. He was the one to whom Christ committed the Blessed Virgin Mary. He had the vision on the island of Patmos where he was exiled to. And there he saw the Blessed Virgin Mary clothed in the sun. S-U-N, but that is the eternal word, Christ, the S-O-N, with human flesh. But he has clothed thee with power and with mercy. St. Bernard says of the Blessed Virgin, Thou hast clothed the Son, that is the eternal word, with human flesh, but he hath clothed thee with power and mercy. The Blessed Virgin Mary is compassionate and she is benign good that when a sinner whoever he may be recommends himself to her charity she doesn't question his merits or if he's worthy or unworthy to be attended to she doesn't question she doesn't judge whether the person is worthy or unworthy but she hears and helps him she helps even the lowest of sinners but so there's no excuse for us the Blessed Virgin is there to help us, the lowest of sinners. St. Anselm says that we more often quickly obtain what we ask by calling on the name of Mary than invoking that of Jesus. We are at times afraid to approach the Son of God, for his judgments are terrifying. St. Augustine, every time he thought of his 
sins. And I think that's twofold. He thought of the punishment he was going to receive for past sins. And as he progressed towards holiness, he thought of the hurt that those past sins caused our Lord. Every time he thought of his sins, he trembled. But there is nothing terrifying in this Holy Mother. It is true that Mary is a child of Adam like us, but she is also the mother of a God, the God, the one true God. St. Bernard reminds us all that belong to Mary, all that belongs to Mary is filled with grace and mercy, for she as the mother of mercy made herself to all and out of her abundant charity made herself a debtor to the wise and the foolish, to the just and the sinner. And she opens to all her compassionate heart that all may receive the fullness of its treasure. Every night the priest prays Compline. We used to have the summer camp boys pray Compline at night. It evolved. We have benediction and rosary instead now with candlelight with all the lights out. As the devil goes about seeking whom he may devour, the priest reads that every night, reminding him that he may not rise the next day. Make sure, dear priest of God, your soul is ready to meet its maker. As the devil goes about seeking whom he may devour, so the Blessed Virgin goes about seeking whom she may save. This prompted one of the ladies to say, does the Blessed Virgin ever sleep? And if she doesn't sleep, is she tired? Uh, it, the Blessed Virgin has a glorified body, just like our Lord. And so she doesn't need to eat. She doesn't need to sleep. She has just as much energy as Satan does. And as Satan goes about trying to snatch any soul he can, the Blessed Virgin Mary goes about trying to save every soul she can. The protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary is greater and more powerful than anything which we can imagine. The devil is afraid of this woman. He hates her. She sent him running up in heaven. She sent him running at Christ's uh, death, I should say. She defeated him here on earth. She is the woman that has crushed his head. And ever since, he is afraid of her. So when you are in need, you must have recourse to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our Lord is most rigorous under the old law. And in comparison, our Lord is very light in his judgments in the new law. This is because, as St. Alphonsus assures us, this is because we have, the, through the merits of the Blessed Virgin Mary, now that we have Christ as our mediator, the old law didn't have Christ. The old law didn't have the Blessed Virgin. Now that we have Christ as our mediator and, medi and Mary as our mediatrix, we have full access and can go to God with entire confidence and hope for everything good. The New Testament is the completion of the old and the fulfillment of the old as well. How can the Father refuse anything when Christ shows him, the Father, Christ's wounds in his side and in his feet and his hands? How can Christ refuse Mary anything 
when she shows him her wounded heart. That's when I was a little kid. I was quite a brat, spoiled. I always had to have everything my way. I was the youngest of six. When people ask me where I fall in the family, I say mom saved her best for last. But, they, but my brothers and sisters all know the truth. Okay? Uh, but I do remember one time uh, causing my mother to cry. And that affected me more than the switches she pulled off the trees, whatever punishment she gave me, that affected me more seeing her cry. The Blessed Virgin Mary shows her wounded heart to her divine son whom she loved so much. Mary as the gentle maiden, she lodged God in her womb, and as recompense for that, she asked for peace in the world, peace for the world, salvation for those who are lost, and she asked for life for those who are dead. And the dead are walking amongst us. When we have mortal sin in our souls, we are the dead. These kids like these zombies and all that stuff. Well, truly there are spiritual zombies. Many who deserve to be condemned by the justice of the Son of God are saved by the mercy of Mary. I found that amazing. Those who are deserved and perhaps even condemned by the justice of God are saved by the mercy of Mary. For she is God's treasure and she is the treasurer of God's graces. And thus our salvation is in her hands. Our salvation depends upon her. We should then have recourse to the Blessed Virgin Mary and confidence in our request being answered. She will give us everything that is good for our souls. The good for our souls, she will refuse us nothing. Miriam fled the presence to the presence of Moses seeking mercy. Remember, I, I presume it's true, the, the movie Ten Commandments where the old lady's belt's caught under the rock and they're pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Joshua comes swinging down on the rope to the rescue and strikes an Egyptian. Well, by law, he was to be executed for striking an Egyptian. His, his young fiancé or girlfriend, she runs to Moses and she asks Moses for mercy. Okay. Mary is the throne of grace to which the Apostle St. Paul says in his epistle that we, the Hebrews, exhort us to fly with confidence to Mary that we may obtain divine mercy. Miriam had confidence in Moses because he was, showed himself to be a just man. What confidence should we have in the Blessed Mother who not only, only has the power of a, of a temporal ruler but the power of God in her hands. Mary shows herself clement in delivering, compassion in bestowing graces, and sweet in giving herself to those who seek her. In the life of Father Kaleli, we find the following occurrence. A certain unfortunate woman was leading a sinful life with two young men. One of these prompt men, prompted by jealousy, stabbed the other to death. 
This woman was very much frightened by what happened. And so the sinful woman went to confession to Father Onofrius. She related the following. After the murder of the unfortunate man, the unfortunate man appeared to her. He was black, blackened by fire. He was bound in chains and he was surrounded by flames. He was in hell. He held a sword in his hand and in this woman's vision, he attempted to kill her. This woman cried out, Why do you want to kill me? What have I done to you? And the man filled with rage replied, It is your fault that I have lost my God. Immediately the woman called upon the Blessed Virgin to help her. And at the sound of the name of Mary, the apparition vanished. We see here, dear friends, that the Blessed Virgin Mary will assist even the lowest of sinners. That woman was not a friend of Christ in her, in her sinful life. We see that the Blessed Virgin will assist even the lowest of sinners who call upon her. No sinner is beyond her assistance. As Mary is filled with the love of God, she will bring the penitent sinner to know the same love. The only thing which will prevent me from obtaining the love of God is neglect to ask intercession from Mary or its lack of confidence in her intercession. So to neglect to ask or to lack the confidence that she will help. Dear men, this is I think your shortest conference. Please contemplate the power of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Please reflect upon her generosity and resolve to ask her assistance in all your works and all your trials.